Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm Wendy Sparks. Today is probably going to be one of my favorite episodes ever, as I will be joined by my favorite NBA player, who is my son, Kem Birch, who currently plays with the Orlando Magic. Kem, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I, you know what? This is a blessing for me because... I've interviewed a lot of moms and we talk about their sons, but I never had an opportunity to speak about my favorite NBA player or my favorite mm-hmm. pro player. So thank you for taking the time for your mama. Thanks for having me. Of course. I wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to a bunch of moms and we talk about how they got their kids to where they are today and being pro basketball players and their lives and stuff. And I want people to know what we did. I mean, everything was trial and error, right? It was new for us. I didn't know that you were going to be a basketball player. I mean, you didn't even yeah. like basketball. You were a football player. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> playing? Say that. Oh, well, it's okay. <laughs> Do you I'm rem- joking, <laughs> Do you remember playing basketball for the first time? Yeah, I mean, I remember a long time. I remember going to like the Burgundy Sportsplex a long time ago. Like, I remember like when I was like five, mm-hmm. and I didn't even like basketball at the time. And I was just tall. I think you put me in because I was just tall. But uh, at that time, I hated basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I remember playing for Montreal United. Yes. Yeah, that was good. I was. I think that was like really my first real like experience. Mm-hmm. It was, and yeah. you went, well, that was your first AAU team, and you went to New York, and you went yeah. to different places, and you started to learn more about the sport and really develop your talent. Do yeah. you remember any of your trips? Uh, I do. I remember going to Boston a lot because of Claude. Yeah. Also, I want to say I appreciate Scarlett for um, taking his time to do that. I haven't seen Scarlett in like 10 plus years, but I just want to say I appreciate him for doing that. But yeah, uh, I remember going to Boston a lot. I'm um, going to Philly, I remember. Mm-hmm. But I mainly mainly just, I remember going to Boston. I was always Massachusetts. I know. We always seem to have ended up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's true. I think Boston was the place that all of a sudden Ken Birch came into his element and started playing really like learning what the game of basketball was like because you never really experienced it much. I like, I remember actually um, talking to a few guys that were in Massachusetts years after I was there, like established. And they were like, yeah, I remember them. See, they're saying like how I was ranked out there. That's how much I was there that they ranked me, mm-hmm. but they realized that I wasn't, I didn't live there. So they took me off. <laughs> <laughs> that Canadian kid that's not supposed to be there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Canadian kids now are starting to blow up, right? I mean, there's quite a few of you now um, playing in the league. Do you do you ever talk to a few of your your Canadian fellows? Oh yeah, yeah. See, I mean, I was with uh, Lou Gens. He's from Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the bubble, we're in the okay, we're in the same so. hotel in the bubble. With Lou Gens. I talked to Lou Gens and I talked to Shea. He was there in the bubble as well. But I talked to a lot of guys. Dwight Powell was there. I talked to a lot of guys actually. Um, Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, I talk, talk to almost everybody. We're all cool. We all have the same uh, goals to make the Olympics. 
I was just going to say, I hope that you guys are all going to come together and um, along with hopefully Coach Nurse. We got to reach for the stars, man. Let's bring the gold home. And yeah, let's talk about, um, well, first I want to talk about um, Lou Gens, um, just your relationship with him because you both played um, for Brookwood. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm way older than him. I think yes. like eight years older than him. Yeah. So we didn't really grow up together, but Donja knows him like, they're like friends, like really good friends. Uh, mm-hmm. But also I, I feel like he is the future of Montreal basketball. So, um, you know, I try to give him as much advice as I can just because he has a lot of potential. I saw him, this, I saw him playing the playoffs this year. He's amazing. And the sky's the limit for him. So I, I love the kid. He's a really humble guy. And I'm happy that we actually came from the same program in Brooklyn Elite. Absolutely. That's a program that is starting to produce a lot of, uh, you know I mean, good talents. So it's good to see that they have two um, NBA players coming out of that program. Exactly. I mean, I remember exactly. taking you to those practices. I remember... Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing, grabbing an apple, grabbing an orange, and something, running to the gym, getting you to where you needed to be. Right. I remember um, going to the first trial, and there's only ten guys, so everyone made the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and because I didn't play basketball that whole year, I think yeah, I, I took basketball off that year, and I just went to play Brooklyn Elite that summer. And we made, I made the teams, and I think I think the reason why I got into basketball because of how easy it was to make that team. <laughs> And then they took us to the, in the whole summer, they took us, we experienced a lot of things. And I, my joy for basketball came after playing for Brooklyn. How do you feel that you stood out compared to the other players on the team at that time? I think it's just playing, doing myself, playing, uh, just doing me. Um, it's hard to explain. Um, I never tried to do anything outside the box. Yeah. I always just play within myself, um, just hustle, try to help. I always, I always play to just win. I never play to ever get stats. Right. And I think that's a gift and a curse because I think like I didn't really, um, I didn't really work on skill work when I was younger, just because I always want to. I played a lot of games. I always want to win. If I had to go back, I'd probably work on my skill a little bit more. But the the, the gift is also um, you know just being myself and making an NBA. So. Do you remember when we started going to the U.S. and started playing more on that side versus playing on Canada? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, once I hit 14, 15, it was over, I think. I was playing in America more than I was playing in Canada. Every game was in the U.S. I remember yeah, our yeah. road trips. Do you remember our road trips, Cam, when I used to talk to you and you used to say to me, I'm going to get so mad at you if I would get to a game and play bad. Remember? Because you never really, I thought that you, at the time, you lacked a little confidence in your, in your, in your ability because you were so good and you really didn't see your potential. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you tell me, you're forcing me to go. And I just said, no, I'm not forcing you. I just saw, I'm like, this kid is actually, he's really good. And I really thought that I should have brought you places, you know what I mean? To, for other people to see you and recognize your talent. And I remember in the car, yeah. <laughs> six hours, <laughs> you used to tell me, I'll be so mad <laughs> if I play bad. And they, and they call me out on it. And I remember asking you mm. after, well, what happened? You said, I never played bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy how you said that because I never knew you thought I had potential. I just thought you just forced me to play. <laughs> Why? Because you were like but, six foot? <laughs> yeah, no, I just thought you just, I thought you just did, yeah, just. Because I remember, I remember telling you when I was a kid, um, 
remember when I was playing Amma Bay and I never played? Yeah. And I was just like, how can I get better if I don't play? Yes, I remember that. So, and you, you used that against me. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how I used it against you. Because every time I'll be like, yeah, I want to practice. You're like, you just told me when you're a kid that you, how can you get better if you don't play? And I'm telling you to go to this tournament, but you don't want to go. You want to just practice. So I, I remember you using the reverse psychology on me. And I was like, she's right. And so, <laughs> uh. Cam, moms know everything. <laughs> Not so, everything, but yeah. <laughs> Not joking, I'm joking. So let's talk about our process of getting you to play um, college. Because that was a little uh, different, eh? And what do you mean? Actually, no, hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back to prep school. Because here you were in high school in Montreal, and people started recognizing your talent. And they were saying, hey, you know, it's better for him to be in the U.S. So we got you... Um, a scholarship going to, remember you went to, um, where'd you go to fir- first, Wichenden, um School, yeah. and then from there you went to Notre yeah. Dame Prep. But what were uh-huh. your feelings about that, about leaving home now and actually going to the U.S. and playing basketball? It's so funny how you ask this question, because I think you, I think you know. <laughs> I don't want to offend you, but I was happy. Like, yeah, you're not offending me I think that's why I did so good. I think I did so good because I wanted to leave so bad. <laughs> 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 well, I can tell you as a mom, I didn't want you to leave, but I wanted you to leave because I knew that you would do much better and grow your sport, right? So as a yeah, mom, exactly, you got to make exactly. that sacrifice and just let your kid go. It was hard raising you over the phone and hard. What you mean? Uh, you you want to let me? You let me leave when I was eleven. That's different. You went to go with your dad. That's a whole other talk show. You, you're acting like I left I'm you. Joking, to, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about going to play basketball like going to school yeah, like no, were you no, afraid no. now that you were like oh i'm going to the u.s now i'm, I'm it's different no. like leaving home i was hmm? actually i'm happy i went there because i remember going there i went you then and i remember the coach was just like you know you're always you always look so angry blah blah you're ugly when you always look angry blah blah and i was just like, i can't i can't stand it here blah 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 and then like I said, I just played. I just did myself, and then I ended up starting in a, a, a prep school at Winchester. That's right. Like he saw the potential in me as well, which was crazy to me because at first I thought he didn't want me on a team, uh-huh. and then uh, next year, you know I'm starting, and I had a great year and had all the offers in the country after that year, so it was a great experience. Did you have a hard time adjusting? Never had a hard time adjusting. It's crazy to actually think that I didn't have a cell phone back then. <laughs> I was going to bring that up too. I remember the yeah. arguments <laughs> that we used to have. Yeah. And I'm like, who are you calling? <laughs> like, who do you want to call? I remember having yeah. the, you were at Notre Dame prep. And I remember you kept saying all the players in the team have cell phones that I'm the only one. <laughs> was that true? Yeah, it was true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, trust me, like, just think of it now. It's crazy. I didn't have a cell phone until my last year of high school. That's true. It helped me a lot, though. I can't lie. I used See. to I, now think of it like I used to go on the road trips. I'm like, what did I used to think about? I used to listen to music. Yeah, I used to listen to music. Just think like before the games, never be on my phone. Just think. So that was it. Was great. I think that really helped me a lot. I wanted you to focus. Focus is what I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. But it's true because you look mm-hmm. at a lot of the players that you played with at at your like your colleges, and they're not NBA players. They're not professional players today. Not all of them. You know what I mean? So I'm like, it's I mean, good that your focus was there. Yeah, true. That is true. Moms know everything. No, I'm just <laughs> I, for me, I just really wanted you to see your potential and see your talent. 
I mean, that's not the yeah. reason why he didn't have a cell phone. Um, I mean, honestly, it was because at this point, you know, what I mean, you have this kid, he's very talented, you know what I mean? And you got to keep him there. And then I'm here, I'm in Montreal raising, you know, your brother. And you know what I mean? It was different. You know what I mean? Money was tight at then, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, like bought the house and we, you know what I mean? So yeah. a cell phone at that time, to me, you know what I mean? At 60 bucks US for my 15 year old kid, I just couldn't understand that. That was too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm like, oh I mean, now, nowadays you got one year olds with cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. But at the time, yeah. I mean, I barely and I, had a cell phone. I didn't have one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a cell phone. I think I was like maybe 23. Hold up. So I got a cell phone in 2011. Uh, yeah, so kid probably like 16 probably has as much experience with a cell phone as me right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Like a, <laughs> probably. Little kids we know nowadays can probably rule the world yeah. with a little cell phone, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm happy, didn't, I'm happy you didn't let me get one, though. That's the one thing. Even to this day, I'm just like, I don't even want to use my phone, but I can't. So, yeah, that helped a lot. (laughs) Well, for our journey, and I say our journey because I, as a mom, you know, I did, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? All I knew is that you had to get to the league. That's all I was worried about. And that's what consumes me day in and day out. So I had to find resources and I had to find people and it's so hard because you don't know who to trust and you were such a hot commodity at the time that everybody was coming at me a million people and they all had different agendas is there Mm -hmm. something that you wish i would have done differently uh maybe uh my college decision yeah because we both know i did not want to go there (laughs) But I only knew I went there for, you know. 20 so, minutes. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe just my college issues, I probably would have had more guidance on that. Yeah. I mean, I needed yeah. guidance on that. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I didn't even know anything about that stuff. Well. I had no idea about college. Well, that's it. I mean, for us in Canada, I mean, the schooling was different. So to get you eligible, to get you qualified, all that was new. And then here you had a bunch of schools saying, yeah, Cam's great for a scholarship. You know what I mean? He's he's wonderful. But some of the schools that were coming at us weren't really that great, in my opinion. So yeah. in the end, we went with, I think it was your coach, which is the reason why you went to um, Pitt at the beginning. But yeah, assistant coach was recruiting. That's right. And it wasn't the best program that you felt for you, which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, looking back at that now, would you have omitted that school and gone somewhere else? Yeah, for sure. I would have probably went. Looking now, I probably went somewhere where I can actually like develop as a player. Right. Yeah. No, not necessarily like a, a program that's like those big time programs, but a program that actually develops their players and also has all the a basketball school that develops the players. That, that, that's all I would have looked for. Not someone just has a name like a North Carolina or Duke or somebody, but a, a team that actually like develops guys. Yeah, no, that's true. And I remember you talking about that a lot. So here now, we decided to leave Pitt and you had to redshirt. And you were choosing new schools because they were still coming at you. And I remember you went to visit, um, it was New Mexico, the uh, Florida, Florida Gators, and UNLV. And UNLV. So let's talk a little bit about your visits to these schools 
and then let's end up with why you chose UNLV and, and like what was different about that school. So let's start with your, you, I think the first visit you went to was uh, New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. And how was that visit for you? Um, it was great. Um, if anything, that was probably the school I probably should have went to because I remember the coach telling me I was going to, he's going to develop me. I remember he had like a PowerPoint of like everything. Like, uh, yeah, I remember he clicked in and be like, yeah, shooting. And you'll see like, you shot this, blah, blah, blah this year. And then you, you click it, you'd be like passing and ball handling. And he, I remember he was just like, yeah, I'm going to develop you this way. And I remember some guy was just like, yeah, if you go to New Mexico State, New Mexico State people will forget about you. But I really feel like it was not true, you know, because, mm-hmm. um, um, nowadays you have social media and everything, so you can you can see someone who's in Africa or yeah, China know. nowadays. Yeah. So imagine if I'm in New Mexico, who cares? Um, as long as you're producing, developing, I don't think it really matters. Right. And then from there, you went to the Gators. You went to visit Gators, them. Gators, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah they, were, they had a very good program. I just wasn't sure because they always get uh, five-star guys, right. um, recruits, and I'm not sure if they really develop guys over there. I'm not sure. I, I, maybe for long. You don't want – I mean, my intention wasn't really to stay in college for that long. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I want to go somewhere where I thought I can, like, just develop, um, have a good season and leave. So, I, and I, at first, I wanted to go to Florida, but then I was just like, you know what, uh, maybe um, I'll just go somewhere else. And then um, UNLV. So what was different about that visit and – why was that the choice? I love. I see. It's, it's tough because if, if I started to do it over, I probably pick those two. If I had mm-hmm. the same mentality now, I was be, between New Mexico and UNLV. It'll be a close. Like either one would be close because the coaching staff at UNLV was amazing. They had every like it was amazing. It was a great uh, experience. Uh, the problem I think with UNLV though um, is just uh, I didn't really take it serious that much. College is tough. Um, you know, you have all the schools and everything. You don't really focus on the basketball a hundred percent. And I remember you telling me, um, yeah, if you stay, you're going to be the same player. So I was like, yeah, you're right. And that's why I left, because I knew at the end of the day, if I stayed in college, I would be the same player. Yeah. And that decision was a tough one, but it, oh, yeah, for sure. it was time to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day, I mean, I remember some people were saying, no, Kem should leave. And then you have another half that was saying Kem should go. Um, yeah, exactly. The chances are you probably would have gotten drafted low or not drafted at all. But yeah. that night, I remember draft night in Brooklyn. For, no, we weren't in Brooklyn. We were in Manhattan. And it was tough as a mom to see you not get drafted. Yeah. I remember the family. We were all there in the hotel, and we were just hopeful. And we kept getting messages. No, 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 he's going to go 40-something. No, 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 he's going to go 50-something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, and that, that, that was the problem. And that's, yeah. that, that was... Uh, that was the issue in my career. Just uh, you know, sometimes you, just, you have a lot of people who um, you got you get to cut off early before you know it's, mm-hmm. it's like a weed. You know, you cut the weed off for, early so it doesn't grow. You know? Right. That's always the problem in my career. It took me a long time to understand. Probably took, it took me until literally like last year to understand that. Uh, so that, that's what hurt the most too. You telling saying, oh yeah, you're getting promised that you can get drafted, but not getting picked. You're 21 years old, so that was really tough. Um, on that, aspect, on, that, on that aspect as well. For sure. And I talk to a lot of moms about um, about that process and how it can mentally affect a player. I mean, like you said, you're 21, and your, your dream is to get to the NBA, and here that gets ripped out of your 
you know what I mean, gets ripped away from you and instantaneously it's like, oh, you're not going to the NBA, period, and people move on. And here you're there as this 21-year-old kid and you're like, I need to get to the, I need to get to the league. So I just want to talk to you about, about how that affected you as a person. And then I'll tell you well, how that affected me. It made me uh, stronger. Yes. Made me realize like I need to, a lot of work to do as a player, mm-hmm. um, and uh, also helped me gain a lot of patience. I knew one day I was going to be an NBA player. Like I, I, I like the process. I'm not the type of person that likes to just get things handed to them. Mm-hmm. So even though I didn't make the NBA, I knew one day I was going to make it just because I knew I was going to work ten times harder than I had to right. to make it. So I wasn't I, even though I was mad, I was sad that day. I just knew I just knew in the future it was going to happen. People. The problem with people, people always think of now. They don't think of the future. Amen. So you can make fun of someone now, but in two, three years, you never know. Mm-hmm. And I nothing about I don't hear no pit fans. I've heard no, received no messages from yeah. them. Yeah. At all. The hate, I don't see, I don't, no one texts me anything uh, anymore. Like, it's just crazy. Like, when I didn't get drafted, I had so much hate messages. Now it's not, it's over with, so. Well, that comes to show that some people get on a particular bandwagon, and then when you don't make right. them happy, then they jump off, right? So is it really about yeah. the player? You know what I mean? Or is it really just it's about... It's not exactly. So this is why, to me, social media, it's like, who cares what people think? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah, used to like, read I don't your even stuff. Care yeah, me too. I used, yeah, to read, I, don't care. I used to read things that people would say, and I just want to, like, jump on, <laughs> jump in the internet. Because <laughs> that's my baby. <laughs> but then I started laughing, and I'm like, say what you want. Because at the end of the day, you're home in your living room, and he's still sitting where he is in Orlando or, or wherever you were at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So you played summer league, and then from summer league, you played uh, the Miami Heat, and ended up playing um, in the G League. So what was mm-hmm. that G League experience for you? You went to um, Sioux Falls, and you played for Sky Force for one season, I believe, right? Yes, yeah. it was very tough. G League was very tough. Why? Just because I tra- I did the training camp with Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they have all the nice facilities, travel and everything, and then you go to the G League and you're like, oh, what is this? And yeah. it's also your first, my first professional experience was that the G League. So, but I think that, like I said, that really helped me out as well because I like I'm not really high maintenance because of that type of stuff. Just being in a G League that really helped me, it really humbled me up, and it was just very tough. It was a grueling long season. Um, you know, a lot of guys are battling to make the NBA even on your own team. So you're you're fighting for guys on your own team. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's trying to make it, um, so uh, it was very tough. I remember, not, I remember my coach, and I respect him to this day. He's just like, "We're not going to play hard. I'm not going to play you." I remember not playing hard all the time, and he benched me because the other guy was um, complaining a lot. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get traded, so the coach was just like, "You know, like I'm trying to win too. So if you're not going to play hard," and I remember not playing sometimes, and it, it helped me a lot because after that, the coach did help me out with the summer league team. So he 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 saw potential in me. So. But at the same time, it was a really tough year, and I'm happy I gotten through it, and I wouldn't have changed my career anyway. I would probably start from the G League if I had to start over again. Yeah. And then you went to Turkey, to Ushak, Turkey. Oh, my yeah. God. I remember hearing, well, I remember the whole discussion about, well, Kim got a contract playing in Turkey. And I'm like, Turkey? And I just, <laughs> I did not want you to go. I mean, as your mom, I not. really did not want you to go. It was so tough, but. I mean, it was always your decision, but I mean, at that time, that was what the deal was. That was, you know what I mean, where the money was at. Because at the end of the day, a career is a career and you get paid, right? And yeah, exactly. So I want to know, what were your feelings about Turkey, about going? I was excited. 
Um, um, yeah, at the time, you don't think you're an NBA player. Um, I'm actually, no. I mean, I did think I was an NBA player, but I was just like, you know what? Just, there's something wrong right now. <laughs> Let me just um, do this. Let me get my image uh, clean again. Mm-hmm. It's like starting over again. You go over there, like, you know, you leave, you go over there, and you, like, become, like, a player. Like, you become a good guy, a good team player, you know, and a guy who wins over there. And that, that just changes the whole perception. Because after Turkey, I got to, I went to Greece. But Turkey was really good because I had the, the best vets I've ever had in my career over there. We still talk to this day. We still in, in a group chat. Mm-hmm. So those guys are very great, great guys, group of guys. They helped me through that whole experience. And I don't think I would have went through it without them because those guys really helped me out. Like those are the most genuine people, basketball teammates I've had so far in my career. Were you afraid being somewhere where you didn't understand the culture and the language and like anything? The food was different? Uh, not really. I just, I don't necessarily, do that. they have chicken and fish. I don't think it's different. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't no, I don't know. Like it's not different. Like, um, but yeah, I just I, I really want to embrace. I really want to go. Like I want to yeah. experience. Like I think people. Like I think when you travel, you really embrace other cultures and stuff. Like it really helps you. Out. It really opens up your mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, so far in your career, you've traveled so many places. I mean, playing with Team Canada and then playing in Turkey. Yeah, for sure. And for sure. I travel around the world. I know, and you, and you haven't sent yet one picture. I've never seen someone who's traveled, and you're just not that guy that would, like, go in front of the Eiffel Tower and take a picture or go in front of it. You know what I mean? Like, nope. That is true. Nope. I was like, wow, my kid's everywhere, and I would never know. I would never believe you if you were to call me and say I'm in Russia. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember calling you and asking you, where in the world are you today? Because it was true. And you would say, yeah, I'm in Russia. Yeah, I'm in Israel. I'm in here. And I'm in what? Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember. I'm like, yeah. That's amazing to me. You know what I mean? Because as a kid, you grew up, you know what I mean? And we went like, the furthest we went was 20, 20 minutes away from the house. That was like long distance for us. You know what I mean? And now here, you're, you know what I mean? You're a basketball player and you're world traveled. So you're, you know what I mean? And I'm so proud of you because you have so much experience now. You know what I mean? World experiences and you get to learn a lot of things, and for free. So good for you. Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about Greece. What was that experience like when you went there? It was great. Um, the, fan, the fans really embraced um, the, the team. Like we're, I was on the top two team in Greece. It was Olympiacos and the other one's Pana. So they, they both battle every year, and I was one of those teams, and it's one of the best experiences just because of how much the fans hate each other and yeah. how like big those games are mm-hmm. it was so fun very fun experience but also it helped me become a pro because that's what i think that's what helped me elevate my game because i was playing with literally with the best european player of all time like he's top five um spinulis mm-hmm. playing with a guard the best one of the best guards of all time he helped me out without him i don't think i'll be an nba because he helped me out but just that whole, just the whole team, the chemistry and everything was just perfect. And it helped me elevate my game and make me to come to the NBA. Remember the call you got um, from the Orlando Magic asking you to come? <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> so I, was so ner- I was so nervous, though, just because it wasn't guaranteed. So yeah. tell me about that, like. What was I was nervous. I mean, it wasn't a guaranteed contract. You know, you, I, I gave him a lot of money to come, so I was very nervous. Um, I just, but at the same time, I just, like I said, I just came in the person that I've always, player I've always been my whole life, and they embraced me, and I've been here ever since. 
the reason why I'm asking you this is because I want the listeners to understand. Um, you know what I mean? Like you said, you, you said the, the a perfect thing. You gave up a lot of money because I don't think people understand what it is. You know what I mean? When you're a player and you have to make these decisions, you're, you're letting one contract go that was guaranteeing you money. And, you know what I mean, it's different leagues. So now you come to the U.S., you know what I mean, and there was no guarantee and you could have lost a lot of money and had to start all over again or end up in the G League again. Exactly. And that's not where you want to – you don't want to go from like, you know what I mean, I don't know, just say half a million to, you know what I mean, to, to 200,000 or 300,000 to 25,000. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? All exactly. in one All exactly. in one year. So people need to understand what it is as a pro athlete, it's like anything we do in life. You know what I mean? Like when you work, I don't know, in, in the banking industry and you move on from one bank to the next to the next, it doesn't mean that your salary is always going to stay the same. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. so let's talk about the Orlando Magic, where you are today. Yeah. First of all, how you like living in Orlando? I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nice weather. Oh, well, really, eh? <laughs> <laughs> And what is it like being being on the team? In terms of... Like, um, how do you gel with the players? Oh, we all get along. Um, I don't, yeah, there's, no, I don't, there's no egos on our team. I think everyone gets along. Yeah, and, and, and that's good because that's where you want to be. You want to place yourself, you know what I mean, somewhere. Well, you don't place yourself, but you want to be somewhere where you can grow. Yeah, and exactly. No matter where you are in the NBA... You know what I mean? Where you end up in the NBA, it's just, it's about future growth. Exactly. Let's talk about the bubble. You're in the (laughs) bubble for a little bit. What was the vibe there at the time for you? Um, I really, okay, so this year, I didn't think, I think, uh, I didn't really have a strong year. So before the bubble, I went so, I went, I grounded so hard for like two months. Mm Mm-hmm. That my mentality in the bubble was perfect just because there's nothing you can do in there. Right. So I grinded so hard the last two months before the bubble that I went in there with the mentality that regardless of the position, third string, fourth, mm-hmm. first, that I'm going to work hard regardless. I'm going to look at watch film. Every every minute I go in there, I'm going to play hard regardless. Um, and it actually ended up working out for me. I played a lot, so... And now I have the same mentality. I think the bubble has helped me with that mentality that I have right now because, um, you know, now you can't take this for granted. Like, it can just disappear. Like, basketball is almost, we didn't almost have basketball. Yeah. So now I just go hard every day. That's just who you are as a person anyway, to go hard every day. I mean, as a kid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I remember you walking up and down the street with that ball bouncing we would hear you coming from the block away <laughs> you would just bounce and bounce and bounce and that's just who you are you you're just that person that grinds I mean I remember you grinding basketball just a regular basketball practice for to say Montreal United and then here you grew and here you went to another school and you're grinding there and then you went to all those trainings to prepare for draft and you were grinding and then you went undrafted and you still kept on. And yeah, now exactly. you're in the NBA and you still have to keep grinding. Cause like you're saying, you know, in the NBA or in any league, any team you play for, it's getting there is one thing, but staying there is another thing, right? You, exactly. you always, always have to work hard to make sure that you maintain your position. Exactly. exactly. So, 
you play now center for um, the Orlando Magic, and you said you're a third string. Do you? What do you feel about that? I mean, uh, it can go. I feel like it can go other way. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a competitor, you always want to play. Doesn't matter, regardless of who you are. That's right. And that's the reason why I go so hard because I just feel like there's no excuses. Like I can't even give any reason why I'm third string. I can't give any excuse. I just gotta go and work. That's why I work so hard because because I want to earn it. You know, yeah. that's all I have to say. I just, I'm just gonna earn it. I'm not gonna just. I don't want to give it to me. Absolutely, and that's a good mentality to have because not everything is given to us, right? I mean, we we fight for a position and and we get it based on merit. That just more exactly. meaningful, right? Than just. It's like I'd rather earn it than give, be given because yeah. it's more rewarding. Yep. I look at players like you that went undrafted and had to fight your way to the league versus players that were just good and they were given the position. To me, you're a different type of player. Yeah. You know what I mean? And your your mentality is, is completely different for, for the love of basketball. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to lie to you. This year was very tough, though. I, like, I, I kind of lost it a little bit. It was a very tough year. Mm-hmm. But, I'm t- but the bubble really helped me a lot. It helped really you helped regroup? Me. Yeah, it really, yeah, really helped me regroup. That's what it was. Okay. Well, Cam, I'm so blessed to have you. I really, oh, I look at you and I'm like, that's my baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you know, I mean, I, I wish I was able to spend um, more time with you when you were traveling. You know what I mean? Back going backwards, you know what I mean? Um, it was hard because as a parent, you know what I mean? I had to work, so I couldn't go on the road with you all the time. And then when you were playing university, I couldn't always go to UNLV, you know what I mean, to be there all the time. I mean, I went with, what, two, three times a year. I wish I could have gone every weekend, you know what I mean? So for me as a mom, yeah. I felt like I could have supported more, but it wasn't affordable or I had to work or, you know what I mean, I had your little brother. You so there was different elements, you know what I mean? And then... You know, when you got to the G League, I never was able to come to a single game. And I, I felt bad. You know what I mean? And I always wondered what you thought about that, about, like, me not being at the G League, me not coming to Turkey. Well, I wasn't trying to go to Turkey, but still. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, how did you feel about that, about me not being there, like, as your parent? I don't I don't know, dude. I'm really, it's not that serious. Like those those places are, I feel like are just places where I, I needed to like self reflect. You said Turkey and Sioux Falls, yeah, definitely. I just I don't think I had any visitors. I think I had one visitor in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah, but those are the places that I just had to like just reflect and just um, you know just be to myself and just grind grind it out just because those were tough years. Like G after college basketball, I went into G League. And then after the G League, not making an NBA, I, you know the, the the circumstances in those places. I just feel like I didn't. I just feel like I just needed some me time. That's it. Good, 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 good. Because for me, I guess as a mom, I felt that oh maybe he thinks I abandoned him or I didn't come or I didn't. You know what I mean? Sacrifice and and just leave work for a week and come to Turkey and spend time with you. You know what I mean? Like those years I miss, like I, I, I honestly do wish that I had come and I had experienced those things with you. Um, but circumstances just didn't allow me to, but it wasn't because I didn't want to it was because I could not at the time. Right. But it is what it is. And now moving mm-hmm. forward, I mean, you're, 
you're with the magic, you know what I mean? And now I know I have the opportunity to come whenever. Now COVID hit. Now I can't be, <laughs> I can't <laughs> get to you. I can't get to you, but I'm hoping I can very soon. So this is my first year in my whole life. I've never been to Canada. <sighs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. Yeah. That is so true. Yeah, I guess 2020 is you know, kicking our behinds, right? So let's hope that this COVID goes away and then we can you can come to Canada because we miss you. <laughs> we need to get back to our basketball camps and we need to get back to a lot of the things that we do. And let's touch quickly on your basketball camps. What do they mean to you? It means a lot. Like I always wanted to, because of um, uh, Wayne Yearwood, Yep. And Sharper Williams, mm-hmm. those guys, like, those are the best camps ever. Like, those are, like, those camps are, like, guys in my age, or those, I understand those are, like, legendary in Montreal. So I always wanted to do something like that. If I ever, I, I told myself I became professional, I always wanted to come back and have a camp for the kids. And Unfortunately, did. it wasn't for free, but I'm going to, yes. in the future, it's always going to be for free. Yeah. Regardless. Yes. So, um, yeah, that means a lot. I just want to give back. Um, I just love seeing, I want a kid to really, like, look at me and be like, yeah, I can do it. And then him do the same thing I'm doing in the future. Or her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you, you set a good bar at your camps. Um, Planning your camps took a lot of work. Let me tell you hours and hours and hours on end, months and months and months and just trying to figure it out. And, you know, hosting a camp, we did the camp without sponsorship, right? So it's different. Now we have more resources. So now, like you're saying, you want to offer it for free. Absolutely. Because we want the kids to have the same opportunities that you had. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think exactly. that's so important. And no, But I just feel like, I, also, I just feel like it's just it's wrong charging kids in your city, you know? Like, you're mm-hmm. charging, like, why am I paying, why are you paying me? I don't understand. I, don't, I just don't understand that. Well, they weren't paying you. We were paying for their facilities and paying for. Yeah, the that's food what I mean by saying. But why? Why you have to pay? I just don't understand why you have to pay for that. I just feel like I should. I feel like the whole point of giving back is so that they can understand that they don't have to do anything. You just right. come, whatever, and that's it. That you don't. Need, I got to focus on probably bringing shoes. That's it. I don't want them to focus on the money. Like, right. 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 I mean, the facility wasn't free and all that wasn't, so that's what Never sure I understand. I completely but understand. Now, for the future references. Right. Yep, absolutely. For now, we're at a different place now where we have sponsorship and have all these wonderful things where your camps will always be free moving forward. No matter what we do, we got to make sure that they're free. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we did it in Montreal, we did it in Nova Scotia, and we did it in Ottawa. And if we can do it other places across Canada, you know what I mean? That's, that is a goal that I'm hoping that um that we can do together i mean i loved planning the camps i mean took everything out you know what i mean but i mean we had help from julie you know what i mean dervin and we had all people that were involved highly you know what i mean in making sure that your camps were successful and i just i'm excited i mean i want to i can't wait to plan um i mean your 2020 camps were already planned but anyway (laughs) i mean down to ordering the shirts for the kids and but it's okay. You know what I mean? We're ready yeah, for 2021 right. and hopefully we'll be able to do other things in, in, in the future because the one thing that that was common from feedback for all your camps were the fact that you were there for the whole camp. Yeah. And you have to realize how humbling that is for a lot of kids, right? You know what I mean? You just came in as Kim. 
You know what I mean? You weren't that snooty player that, you know what I mean, who didn't care about the kids, would come for an hour and show his face and leave. I mean, you were playing with the kids. I mean, you were yeah. you were running around the gym sweating. You had them shooting with you. You were, you know what I mean? And the kids remember that. And to this day, I mean, you know I'm in Nova Scotia right now, and they ask about it. I actually <laughs> seen this summer adults wearing your T-shirt. I was mm. like, yes. I was like, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Montreal too. So it's good that you're humble because you respect, you know what I mean? You're, 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 you're Canadians. And, and that's something that you, you know what I mean? That I know that you'll do moving forward in, in your future. You know what I mean? So I'm excited to see what's. Me what's too. Going. I'm definitely excited. So last question for you. What does life for Cam look like after basketball? I want to either be a scout, um, GM, yeah, or own a business. Mm-hmm. One of those three, but I really want to be a scout, GM. I, I love basketball. Like I want to like learn how to find talent and everything, and like, just be in the business, the NBA. Of course. And probably like uh, also like yeah, just help kids out. Yeah. Okay. So or maybe be an agent too. Mm-hmm. I just want to be part of the business somehow. Absolutely. And you can do it. I mean, there's no reason why you cannot. So keep your eye on that as well. Right. I mean, there are a lot of NBA players are athletes and entrepreneurs, not just athletes. Right. And that's something that you can do. You can develop your brand. You know what I mean? Who is Kim Birch and then develop, you know what I mean? To to always be within the NBA or within professional basketball. I mean, who, who knows? You might end up being a coach in Greece. Who knows? Yeah, you, exactly. you could be, you could do whatever you want to do, right? You just, this is what I want to do and go and do it. And I think that's something that I always instilled in you. If you want it, just do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I believe in. You know me, I'm, no is not an answer, right? <laughs> it's not acceptable. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I was just that mom, right, Kim? So, <laughs> but I am who I am. So, Kim, I love you. I love you too. You are awesome. And I thank you so much for 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 speaking with me today. I I enjoyed my talk with you. I mean, I it's it's hard because we we we're always so busy, we never get a chance to really sit down and chit chat. But Yeah, exactly. You you gave me some some feedback and some answers that I never asked and I always wanted to know. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully I'll get to see you soon once COVID is over. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, put, hopefully soon. Put your mask on when you go out. That's the mom advice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mom in me now <laughs> telling you what to do. Put your mask on. <laughs> Don't leave the house without it. <laughs> and you be good. And we'll talk very, oh. very soon, okay? All right. I love you. I love you more. All right. See you. <laughs> Bye. Join me and Steph every week on Courtside Moms, where you get a courtside seat outside of the arena. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe and listen for free on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts.